Welcome to the Podcast Connector. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes tips on all things entrepreneurship, spreading your message, and the podcasting space. Plus, we will connect you with some amazing people in health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Podcast Connector podcast, everyone. I am your host. Maybe your first time watching. This is my very first interview for the Podcast Connector. I am a crazy serial entrepreneur, and this is one of many companies that I own, Podcast Connector. So I am excited to introduce you to my publicist and founder of Well-Spirited PR, sorry, PR.co, WellSpiritedPR.co, Susie Bartle. She is amazing, and she's a publicist to ambitious female-led mission-driven businesses, like mine and potentially like yours as well. And she is going to be giving us lots of really juicy tips about how, well, how to leverage media, how to, how to really relate to media and understand the purpose of it and the purpose of uh, why it's important for growing our companies. So I could say way more, but I will uh, welcome you onto the show, Susie. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. It's a real honor to be here and as you know, I adore all the work you do. So, um, and yeah, this is a juicy topic. So, yeah, I can't wait to topic. see what comes forward. Yeah, we um, we actually connected in a Facebook group. I was, I think I might have. Oh, I know what it was. I I knew enough not to post in that group because I knew I would get spammed at the wazoo. But I happened to go into the search bar um, for for a publicist and your name kept popping up on someone else's thread. And I think it might've even been like a month or two old. I don't quite recall, but I remember it wasn't like a recent post, but that's my way of not getting bombarded for a little tip for everyone. If you want to do that, just go onto LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever and use the search bar. And then you can see, you know, who's on that already curated thread and then kind of do your research from there. But I didn't need to do any research in part because I do everything or pretty much most things intuitively, right? I honor that energy. And we hit it off like wildfire. And um, you were so shocked because you had started getting pitches for, for what I do in my other company. And it's a rare topic. It's not, it's not a topic that, that um, journalists are typically writing about in major, major publications, right? So you helped me to get published on the Daily Mail and the Telegraph and I don't know, LA Times. I mean, there's so many things that we did. And that was all, by the way, during a lot of lockdowns, everyone. So it's not like I was going to be, you know, I was also used to going into TV studios and, you know, all the, the 10 hours, basically, I'm joking, but like the, the several hours leading up to a show, sitting in the green room, waiting, waiting and waiting for your four minute segment. None of that really was happening, right, for um, for two years. And uh, so we we worked with the media, with the ways in which the outlets were were featuring people. So I appreciate all the work that we got to do together. But I, I share this for all of you because for me to introduce you to people that are in my personal Rolodex is a big deal because I um, am actually more protective of you than I'm protective of me. So my filter is always, would I refer my clients to someone? And if the answer is no, then additionally, I ask myself, oh, well, why am I still referring my business to whoever it might be, right? Not you, of course. Uh, but alternately, if I'm, if I'm willing to refer my clients to someone, then 
I, it means my standard of care is actually higher for my clients than it is for myself. And, uh, and I'm very, very comfortable referring business to you because of who you be and um, the fact that you get results. Because as you know, a lot of publicists will are very good at spinning uh, what they uh -huh. can do. And then you go on their website and you're like, wow, you've been doing this for 20 years and I don't see any real significant press on here. Huh, that's interesting, right? So anyways, I'm sure that's a bee in your bonnet and I'm sure we can. <laughs> yeah. But let's, let's dive in. I mean, people can go to your site and learn a little bit more about you, but I do know there's a little bit of a backstory about why you even decided to start this company in the first place. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? It would be my pleasure. I think, you know, I really think it's so important that people do share why they start their business. And you wouldn't believe how many people that come to me and they want to talk about how great they are at something. And I'm not going to do that because nobody really cares about that so much. They, they want to know, like, why you do what you do, and then they buy into that. So I'm going to, I'll go into that now. But so a bit of a backstory. So I've been doing PR for 20 years or so. Um, I... Um, was one of the unusual ones who have continued um, in the career that I studied at university. And I worked on, you know, I don't know, household brands. I won't go into the whole pitch, but um, well-known brands. Like I worked on the Oprah Women campaign, which is a really emotive female-led campaign and, and, and lots of other brands that you will have heard of. Um, but as I was doing that, um, I got diagnosed with um, an illness called Crohn's disease, um, which I don't particularly identify with, but it did um, take me on a path um, of questioning things. And, and as I um, was going down that road, um, I started to go to talks and started to explore, as you do, on the internet. And I was finding all these people um, that, in a way, like has a really interesting um, perspective on health and the world around us and confidence and all these things that at the time people weren't talking about. This was around 2005 to 2008 kind of period um, when I'd just been newly diagnosed. And um, I, yeah, it really got me thinking on top of that. I spent a lot of time not working and I, I was late to school because um, I was reading a papers. I love reading papers. I love reading magazines. I can see through the BS, um, but I still love them. I find them very interesting. And, and as I'm reading them, I'm thinking, wait, why is there no one like me in here? Like, why is there nobody talking about my experience, just a glossy life? And on top of that, I actually diagnosed myself with Crohn's disease through a celebrity sharing their experience of having it. Um, so the two were marrying up, and and then this is about a 15-year journey that I went on with this. And then I thought, hmm, I need to share this in the world. I need to change the world. So then I trained as a health coach, thinking that's my answer. I'm going to be a coach, and I'm going to help everybody get healthier because I got healthier. Not realizing that I don't actually want to sit and solve everybody's problems all day long. Um, <laughs> And, um, and I, you know, I really have a lot of respect for people who do because a lot of people have started listening to my problems. Um, but it's just not my thing, truthfully. And, um, and I'm not, anyway, I was going to all these events, I was meeting, you know, successful entrepreneurs like yourself who are doing things in the world, writing books, speaking on stages. And, and I was working in the agencies and I never saw anybody like you come through the door. And, and so I'd ask people, I'd say, well, why are you in the media? And they would say, because 
nobody's interested in us. Um, we don't, there's no PR agencies interested in our topic. Um, while that was all going on, um, I was working um, in the PR agencies and people were asking me for experts who were essentially my friends um, for various campaigns, like, I don't know, launching Vita Coco, like a coconut brand. They need a health coach or something. I'd be like, oh, I could call that friends, you know. And I got to a point where I was um, trying to get this health coaching off the ground, getting really frustrated that people weren't doing what I told them to do, um, which <laughs> I appreciate is not the attitude. Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, um, a dear friend of mine um, had just got a deal with um, Hay House, as, as it happened, and um, she was going places. And I thought, like, I want that inspiration she's got. And um, she very lovingly threw um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert at me and said, here, read this and tell me what you're going to do after that. And that was January 2016. And I, I, I can be a procrastinator. It's, 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 a, it's a personality thing of mine. And, um, and I got about a chapter in and I dropped the book and I was like, screw this. I don't need to read the rest of this. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I don't need any of this permission. Again, I'm a great permission seeker. Um, and I was like, it's going to be well-spirited PR. I'm going to help all these people get famous. And um, I'm going to get people talking about really far out stuff in the media. And so that really is how it started. I was living in a studio in London, in the UK, and very naively starting a business with zero business experience. <laughs> Made all the mistakes in the book. Um, but seven years later, we're still going, and um, we've had people featured in the likes of BBC, through to CNBC, through to Vive, um, and the list goes on. And, and I'm really passionate, and just talking back to what you were saying earlier, um, Jennifer, is what I'm really passionate about is not just getting people like loads of random places in the world, and so they can say, oh, I got featured in this random blog in the middle of nowhere. No, what I'm really passionate about is talking about things in the mainstream media, because the mainstream media is the most powerful media. Um, that is the one that everybody's reading. Um, and truthfully, the thing is, is that we don't really realize is that um, the thing that really affects our psyche the most is the media. And so if we can get in there um, in, in those big, big outlets, um, that's, where, that's where the big change can be made. So anyway, I've that's my story from, from where, where I started and to where we are today, really very much um, doing something similar. I've honed it down now to particularly females um, because I think it's females are really the voice. Um, the media is owned by men and um, we still don't have a quality in the media. Um, I'd love to say we do, but we don't. Um, and women are awesome and they are doing really cool things in the world. And, um, and I love being an ambassador for ambitious um, women doing those things, particularly right now, um, which I think is a, a really important time in the world where we're going on a bit of a different trajectory. We're starting to really question things. And, and I'm really excited to talk about anything from a case record uh, through to ethical swimwear. If you're doing something that's changing the world for the better, let's get it out there. And let's share your story as well while we're at it. So. Mm -hmm. I love that you shared that, and it's reminding me of our initial conversation, which is we were we were living in a time of some pretty extreme censorship. There was a lot of 
I, I'm sure all of you remember that time way back in 2020 <laughs> when everyone was fighting over how to spend their two weeks to flatten the curve, the good old days. No, you should take this time to rest. No, this is the time to get your body into shape. No, this is, you know, and everyone like that. Those were the biggest fights, but people were getting passionate about that. Little did we know all of the other things that would unfold. But that being said, I um, <clears throat> I was used to doing PR where I had to speak about things that I had almost zero passion for in order to get on certain shows to build the, the strategy was get on certain shows to build the assets to then be more appealing to the other shows and then mm-hmm. still talk about things you don't want. So maybe five years into your PR strategy, we'll be able to finally let you speak about all the woo things that you speak about. So I had said to you, look, I, I can't, uh, I just like viscerally, it's, it's almost like it's, it won't come out of my mouth unless it's true, right? Like I, I can't even uh, censor myself at all. So how do you imagine pitching someone as woo as me? And you're like, uh, yeah, I totally have all these ideas and I already have people reaching out. And, it, you know, so it was beautiful because you got to fulfill your side of things, like what lights you up, meaning you know, really giving voice to the best kept secrets uh, of certain industries that actually are changing the world and are actually genuinely service driven businesses that truly want to change lives. And I really needed to have someone that understood me enough to to know how, because I think some publicists and with love, and this might be offensive to people, uh, I think some publicists can be lazy, right? So unless, unless they can pitch you in a way that makes their life easier, they won't pitch you. Whereas you're taking the perspective of, no, it's my job to figure out how to pitch you. And I do know how to pitch you and you'll be completely intact with your message. You won't have to compromise yourself at all. It's my job to figure out how to pitch you. And I think that is a big thing that sets you apart from, I would say, almost all PR companies. I'm not saying I've had encounters with everyone, but of the ones I've had, you are definitely standing out in that area. So thank you for that because uh, we've all got enough to worry about, right? Having to censor ourselves constantly and dull down our zone of genius or make it palatable for some, you know, magazine or whatever. It just doesn't, it doesn't land for those of us that are really committed to being thought leaders. It doesn't really work, Jennifer, because at the end of the day, um, and you do tell this story as well around when you were once on a TV show and, and they're really interested in you and then you were like, oh, what's your website, Jennifer? And you were like, oh, Soul Journeys. Um, and they were like, oh, that's a bit far out. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's just there's no point. And I think the thing is as well, and I think I'd say to anybody listening to this is, Find somebody who really gives a damn about what you're doing, and um, and it makes it it's a perfect partnership ultimately. Like I love, like I'm so fascinated by the work you do, Jennifer, and and I'm so fascinated by the work everyone I work with is doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And so many people, um, I do. I mean, this is just not just PR. I think it's business in general. They see it as transactions. And they don't, they're not sort of seeing it's connections. And I think it's, it's the connections that really get things over the line. You know, when you're um, speaking to, a, when I'm speaking on behalf of a client to the press, and I'm really passionate about it, and I really believe in it, it's really hard for a journalist not to get on board with that. If you're like, oh, yes, we've got this, and um, it does that, and um, would you like to have a look at the, the, the spec of the product? 
um, they're just not going to be. And that's why I think it's really important that people share stories um, because there's, there's a million people out there doing a lot of the same things. But the thing that defines people is their story. And that's the thing that pulls people in the heart as well. And that is the thing that I think a lot of, and again, I don't want to just like um, discount other PRs because there's a lot of great PRs out there. Um, and I think the thing that I'm really passionate about is sharing people's story because that's really what creates change. When somebody reads about somebody's story and they're like, wow, that's me. Because they don't really, and I mean this with all the love in the world, they don't really care about you. Like, they might see you, Jennifer, and they'll see your profile and they'll be like, oh, I did that. That looks interesting. But they, they probably in the next sentence will remember your name. They'll be remembering the story, like, I don't know, I hate, like, I hate to say it, the breakdowns break through stories, for example. Like, oh, my God, I so identify with that. It, therefore, that's the person I want to work with, rather than, oh, this is what I can do. And, um, yeah, and a lot of people, and, again, it takes courage to do that. A lot of people just want to be featured in Forbes. Let's say Forbes, for example, um, as the top, I'm going to use this example, top life coach in the world. No one's going to write about that. It's not even a story. I'm not even interested in the top life coach in the world, truly. I want to know about what you did. And it's the same using somebody really well known, like Oprah Winfrey. Like, we're interested in her story. We're not really just interested in what she does. Um, it's her, like, what she's overcome, you know, what her career, um, all the different things that have happened in their career. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of people want to go into the media to be famous as well. And that, if, if you want to be famous, I am not your girl. Like, I, it's really not the thing. You should be going into the media to be a service. This is all about being a service to the world. And not everybody's going to want to work with you. But there are some people like me who might read your story and diagnose themselves with something. And if you want to be a service, and I think it's really important to get yourself into the media as well. And, um, yeah, I feel like I've gone into some kind of convincing spin now. <laughs> no, it's true, though. I mean, even if you think of when Oprah was really, she's the bigger in the world, but back in the day when she had her own TV show, it, it, she was, it was more than that, right? It wasn't just her story. Like I remember hearing her talking about how she hires team members and um, just, just modeling what's possible if we decide to, you know, stick with the journey, even though it's uncomfortable or, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things we can take just from what she's modeling. uh, Not to mention the stories that she shares about her own, you know, even just simple things like I used to try and meditate like this and I saw, thought something was wrong with me and then I started doing this and this was a game changer for me. And then, you know, you're sitting there reading and going, I have such a hard time meditating. Oh my God, I'm going to try that. Oh, it worked for me too. Like there's so many big and, and um, little things, right. That can happen. So, so let's, aside from that, cause that's a big thing, right. Is like, let's get out there and, our, and share our story from the right place right? Which mm-hmm. is to be of service. And we're just using the platform as a mm-hmm. conduit to carry our, our story out there, right? In the spirit of helping people. What other tips can you give people about the value of, of doing PR and, and landing major media? Um, I think the other thing as well is uh, thinking about your uh, 
so many. I'm just trying to think what's the best one, really. Um, I think the, the other thing as well is to think about what you what change you're trying to create for other people. So um, I, a lot of people are scared of the media. The, the media has a really dark energy. And um, I do get quite a lot of people coming to me quite fearful. Like, what if I, like, get famous overnight? Oh, my God, what if I get trolled? You know, all of this stuff. And the thing that I would say is just so much tip. I guess it's more a piece of advice is that, you know, I, I, I keep referring to Oprah, but, you know, she wasn't built in a day, you know. Um, you're not, that's not going to happen overnight. And so it's like removing the fear. And again, like some people, oh, I hate the media. I never read the media. It's disgusting. It's hot. You know, it, it isn't. It, it can be quite a dark space. And again, like, I really, truly believe um, that that was created for us to use at this time. Um, so again, it's like removing those fears and thinking, wow, like, this is here for me. This is a platform I can use. It's like thinking about social media. We all use social media. I'm sure we've got lots of questions about social media. Um, but it's using that and... Um, so I think that that would be um, the other thing. But I really go back to the story piece. I think it's really connecting with your story and allowing someone to share that. Because if you're not ready to share your story, and believe it or not, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people just want to talk about their business. And not it's, it, it's, it's rarely like going to be like a really interesting story. Um, even if it's an amazing product that you're doing or an amazing service you're providing. So my other, my tip really would be as well on that is be really willing to be honest from a place, again, I say service, because it is it's, it's helpful to other people and try and move out of your own way. Um, yeah, but again, don't expect to be famous overnight. Um, I mean, Jennifer, you've, you've been placed in some amazing places, but you've been doing this a long time. I mean, when you first started out, were you always getting featured in big places? Uh, well, no. And I was thinking about Harrow, right? For those of you that know, help a reporter out. And Susie, I'm sure you know that place, right? Like they're yeah. always looking for pitches. And back in the day, I used to try and pitch them, but I didn't really understand the angle of how to, like they spelled it out. Here's the story we're looking for, but it's still about that. How does that help them write a piece that helps their listeners, right? Like there, there's a certain psychology that honestly, I'm not interested in spending time figuring out. I'd rather just delegate it to someone else, so to speak, and say, you're the authority in this space. You, you figure out how to pitch me so that it works. But in the beginning, I, I brokered a lot. Like, I, I know how to pitch to podcasts. I always have, right, for years, mm-hmm. uh, in part because I've been a, a host of various radio shows over the years and um, different podcasts. So I know what it's like to get crappy pitches. So I know by virtue of what I like to receive and what I don't and then what what has worked for me. I, I really am pretty good at pitching that stuff. So getting that kind of media, and there there's that's amazing media to get, is uh, is one thing. I'm also someone that learned a long time ago as a CEO that I had to just be willing to knock on doors, even if the answer was no, because if I didn't knock, the answer was already going to be no. So what's the worst, like similar to your troll situation, right? What's the worst that's going to happen? So like I do Facebook ads occasionally for my other company and occasionally we get people laughing on it or making comments or I hope you die. And I, I literally have complete neutrality 
around those. It, it means nothing. I don't take it personally. I don't even know if they're a real account, but even if they are, uh, I have compassion for them. Wow. Like, this is this is the highlight of your day is finding Facebook ads because it won't just be mine, right? To to comment on and wish people dead or whatever they're saying, right? I genuinely, I mean, if there were death threats, which there hasn't been, that'd be different. But uh, I don't take any of that stuff personally because I, I, I stay in my lane and I stay focused on my mission. So I really don't even pay attention to that stuff. I ask my team to scrub my social media every once in a while, not because we're trying to hide anything, but because it's actually it's offensive I think to other people to land on that right like it's jarring to their energy to land on an, an odd comment I know when I've been on a YouTube channel for example and there's some really crappy family comments on the thing it's just kind of like ooh, like the video is a value but oh like I don't know that I want to it's hard to read these comments kind of a vibe right point is is that um I I really genuinely I, I'm not saying it's impossible I'm sure there are some people that are just natural at it but I really don't think we, as service providers, we have a lot going on in our head. We often have imposter syndrome or things like there's already people talking about this. Uh, what value am I going to add to the conversation or what else can I say or why would people want to hear from me in the first place or I don't know if I'm qualified enough to speak about this or who's going to want to listen to me anyways or is there room for me am I good I mean there's all kinds of monkey mind stuff that is going to go on through people's heads and I think that's really the stuff that prevents them from being able to even understand how they could pitch themselves so you kind of take care of the heavy lifting of the tactical things and of mm -hmm. course it's my job or some other thought leader's job to get our mindset in check so that we aren't sabotaging the efforts right but you already know how to do that so it's going to take me way like in anything I do whether it's you know when I first got into real estate investing or just anything like that I eventually just say my time is worth too much to me to spend five years trying to figure this out. And if I was meant to be a natural at it, I would. So I, I'm just going to go find someone that's really good at this and ask them to be the shortcut for me, either because they're teaching me how to do something or because they're doing it for me. And, um, and, and I think anyone listening to this will recognize the value of that. That's also why you're with the Podcast Connector, right? You could pitch your own podcast, but you value your time enough and you also you know, recognize there's a value to someone else having already brokered relationships with gatekeepers. So why would we try to recreate the wheel, right? Why not free up our time to stay in our zone of genius? So for me, it's building companies and teaching my clients how to how to scale their companies and sell it and various things like that in my in my other company. Um, and, you know, certifying people and doing various things like that. So everything else that isn't my zone of genius, I just delegate it out. Well, I think that's really smart and I think as well like when, when it comes to PR there's going to be a lot of rejection and and it's not personal it's just what happens and if I could pay someone to like just receive all that all of that and do all the pushing then I would certainly be doing that and um yeah I think it just makes lots of, but you could do it yourself that's the other thing as well that a lot of PRs have I've noticed are quite so precious like oh no only I can do it and I my ego isn't big enough to say that I'm the only person that can do it I, I, you know like as you've even shared you mm -hmm. you can do your own PR and and, and I and if that's something that you'd like to do then absolutely go for it and if there's somebody that's on your mind you want to contact my encouragement is just do it like just mm -hmm. just contact today um because you don't necessarily need to pay someone off the boots just 
get into the press necessarily, but it can help for sure. Mm -hmm. um, it's a shortcut, and hey, like who doesn't need more shortcuts in life? Um, but yeah, you will receive a lot of no's, and you know that that can be really hard for people. And the thing is, that's just it's, just, it's not a personal thing. It's just what happens. But again, like if you can give that to somebody else, I would definitely do that's that. A good but, point. See, I never got to see the nose. Not that that truly wouldn't have mattered. I'm so used to nose. Nose mean nothing to me. They just are, it's just information to me. It's like, oh, okay, that door won't open. I'm not going to stand here and keep trying to opening a door that won't open. I'm going to go mm -hmm. um, either through the doors that are already open or I'm going to go and try and open some new doors, right? So I really just treat all yeses and nos as information or maybes or no-shows or whatever. It's just all information. That's all it is. It's just neutral energy. Whatever I place onto it is my choice. If I choose to be a victim, if I choose to feel slighted, if I choose to be offended or any of that stuff, it's all a choice, right? But that is one of the, the side benefits, which I forget about, right, is that, yeah, you don't have to ha be flooded all week with like, if you make a hundred pitches, you're probably going to get, I'm guessing, at least 90 no's. Yeah. And, and I would also add that, and this is probably why I do what I do, Jennifer, is that a no is never a no to me. It's just a yeah. no, not right now. But when it's you and it's your baby and it's your business, it can feel like a oh, stab in the heart. And for some people, um, I think that you've done enough work on yourself, Jennifer, to necessarily take it that way. But a lot of people do. And um, and if you're not in a position necessarily yet um, to get somebody or you don't want to get somebody to do it for you, I beg you not to take those notes personally because I promise you they're not. And that is the number one thing I see people just not do, getting out there and sharing something really important with the world because they didn't get a response. I get so many people saying to me, well, they didn't email me back. And, and I spent all these hours doing this pitch, and I just, I don't think it's for me. I can't handle all this rejection. I mean, you're actually kidding me. My whole life is a series of rejections. I wouldn't be in the business that I'm in if, 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 I, if every time a journalist replied to me, but I was out with dinner with her last night. It, it's just, it just doesn't work like that. It's just a really busy industry. But, um, yeah, I think that's the other thing as well. Ego can get a little bit caught up in, in, in the media game. Because um, it is ego, really. It's ego that's getting upset about the no. Um, and it's trauma, right? It's unconscious trauma. Uh, we tend to, in business, you know, this is just years of me doing business coaching. Like, we um, we unconsciously are expecting someone that has traumatized us to be on the other side of something. So even with client attraction, we're unknowingly always bracing for criticism because our parents criticize us or we're already um, bracing to not be the first choice because every time we were in the schoolyard and it was recess, we were never, we were always the last to be picked for the dodgeball um, thing for recess or, do you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of unconscious trauma that can get triggered for people when they're experiencing rejection because what they hear is really their parents voice for example or a teacher that was really mean to them or schoolyard bullies or a boss that was just not so or <laughs> whatever right and um so it, it's more than just the no so i hear i hear what you're saying and um and i i think part like, i mean for some people it can definitely be ego like don't you know who i am how dare you like you should be you know tripping over yourself to feature me and my things but i think for the mo for most thought leaders and experts, it's really more of the unconscious trauma. Uh, and that's that's the other piece, right? Like I do think with PR, 
of course things can get done anyways, but it is it is helpful to do a little bit of an energy upgrade uh, if if you know, hearing the nose. I mean, that's the thing that you're buffering people from and you're protecting them. Because even if you can't, like, I have no idea how many people said no to me. I'm sure it was significant because I do a lot of woo stuff and it may not have just been something they're interested in covering. But you you would have even found a way to word it to me in such a way that it wouldn't have been hopeless. And to your point, you know, it's not a never. It's just like, hey, this story doesn't resonate for us right now. Come back to us. Or, you know, right now we're really pushing these kind of stories we're probably going to push that kind of story in the fall, come back to us, right? So a lot of times it's just a redirect. And I think there really isn't anything, uh, such a thing as rejection. I think there's only redirect because if we look back on our lives, even with people we've dated or jobs that we got passed over for when we thought we were clearly a shoe in for a job or whatever the case may have been, that in hindsight, and it's usually only in hindsight, we can look back on that and say, oh, I'm so grateful that I didn't get that job or that that relationship ended, even though it might've been painful or whatever the situation was because it, it led me down this other path. Yeah. And, and I'll say as well, like um, some of the best pieces of coverage that I've ever seen happen um, have been through not getting pushed over by now. Like I, and again, that's why I think it's really important that either you believe in your message or somebody that, who is representing you believing your message because they won't get knocked over. And eventually, like for example, if your heart's really on getting featured on Oprah, Forbes, whatever it is, and you keep getting rejections, you need to just keep going back. Like keep going back and keep going back. I've seen I've seen it happen. Um and, and it's really, really um important and it's kind of against what we're taught. We're taught to be polite. If somebody says no, okay, let's back off. And um but there is a way of politely going, oh, this is a service. I need to get this. I need to get this to you. Um, mm. And just as I was listening to you, then something else that um, came to me was around, um, I keep using, I didn't mean this to be like the Oprah show today, but um, I keep thinking of her as an analogy. And a lot of, it is around the no thing, in the rejection thing, is that a lot of people come to me and they say, but nobody's like, Nobody's invited me to be in the press and all my peers like seem to be featured in the media. And what I always want to point out is that the people that we know in the media have put themselves in the media. Like someone like Oprah, she's well known because she was on TV. It wasn't like she was living in the middle of nowhere and somebody just plucked her out of nowhere and like, hey, let's make Oprah. Let's create Oprah Winfrey. Um, and I think that that's, it's really important as well. You do have to put yourself into situations. Um, sure, like I've heard of random situations happening, but generally, like you have to put your hands up and at least start creating that. And, and it's a little bit like getting clients, you know. You like you have you appeared, Jennifer. I was very open to working with someone like you when you appeared, but I wasn't going actively searching out Jennifer Longmore necessarily. You have to be taking his actions, and I do talk a lot about that in the work I do. What the alternative to manifesting opportunities? Um, and you have to be in that energy of just being really open to receiving, rather than the victim mentality of sitting around and hoping someone's going to bang on your door one day and go, "Hey, do you want to like, do you want to be on the Oprah show today?" Because that's not going to happen, honey. <laughs> I think I'm thinking too, like, and 
for all of you listening, you you may already have a sense of this. It, it's just because I've had a lot of behind the scenes that I'm going to share this. Uh, you know, talking to many producers when I've been in gazillion green rooms and, you know, just various things that um, there's a certain language, like me, a certain caliber of media really kind of expects to be pitched a certain way and they get pitched all the time. It's, it's really a full-time job for them just to sort through pitches. So it's really whoever's going to pitch them, you, you have to, you have to really know how to make your stand out. And that's kind of an art form. It's not like you either know the language or you don't like to get, to get local and there's nothing wrong with local PR. Like really that's a good thing and a great place to start. And that's back to your question where I started, right. was more local stuff and, and kind of creating opportunities and, you know, um, pitching myself to be on stages and stuff like that. My point is, is that at a certain caliber of media, they, they're just so busy. Like they could dedicate a whole team just to sifting through pitches only to, and they're not going to get back to you, not because they are trying to be rude, but they're too busy. They're just too busy to possibly acknowledge everyone and say, thank you for your submission. We'll take it under consent. You know, like it's just not going to happen and it's not because they don't like you. But really, if you're wanting major media, like, you're needing to to spend a good few years if you don't actually know how to do this as an art form building relationships with producers mm. casting mm. depending on what your goal is casting agents um production assistants but but really you're needing to pitch it to certain journalists and and certain internal people and that takes a few years to build in part because they're busy and they also are used to people only coming to them when they want something. So they're also going to have their spidey senses up for what do you want from me? What do you really want from me? Why are you really contacting me? And then it's their job to uh, make the show look good. It's their job to, or the publication or whatever it is. And uh, it's their job to follow certain guidelines. It's their job to, kind of speak to the audience that the higher ups want them to speak to and offer what what's expected. There's a lot of nuances that we just don't get to see as thought leaders that someone like Susie is going to be able to broker way differently because you already speak the language. So even if you were reaching out to a brand new, I don't know, production something or other at Goop, you would just know how to speak to them. But also, I mean, I know that you're highly connected in the PR industry because it's a big world and a small world at the same time. So it's it's likely that you either know someone who's at a publication that is, you know, where you want to get your client or they can facilitate a warm intro between you and that other journalist, for example. And, it, and there's, there's a speed that happens, right? That you're just not going to get if you do this on your own. You might land one gig a year doing this on your own if you're wanting a certain caliber of media. As, as we mentioned, the other option is to get really good SEO on your website, like my one friend did, who was a dating coach. And then every time a celebrity couple was breaking up, um, she would get called to go on TV. Uh, or if it was Valentine's Day or something, there were just certain key things where they were already reaching out to her and then it and then when she'd been invited enough then she was able to pitch them because she had a relationship with them but what she didn't do and this is a little tip for all of you is she it didn't occur to her that she should build relationships with other people on the show such that when that booking agent moved on to a completely different tv Mm -hmm. show right she no longer had any warm connections to be pitching herself again and it was really that host that kept asking to have my friend on. It wasn't so much 
the station in general, right? And so point is there's a lot of nuances that we just have no idea about, nor nor should we, because we're busy serving our clients, right? That's mm-hmm. why we we delegate to someone that it's their art form, it's their craft, and they dedicate like I know you you're just really passionate about it and you're always sharpening your saw because you care enough to do that, right? And and that's I think that's what's different about any of us that are thought leaders. So we can we can definitely respect that. We could talk about this forever, but I, I do want to say that Susie is uh, our exclusive preferred vendor for PR and publicity uh, for what should be obvious reasons, I hope. Uh, she's supported a lot of people and, you know, she's not, I mean, she can get you mid-range things for sure if, if that works, but definitely is able to secure a lot of really uh, fancy, fancy gigs. And I know she's not taking anyone on that she doesn't feel confident that she can uh, you know, gain success with, right? So it's not that you can fairly guarantee everything, but you're definitely, during the course of working with you, I mean, you definitely flooded me with a ton of, of opportunities, which I'm very grateful for. And, uh, and I know the same will be true for you. So if you know it's time to, you know, yes, have podcasting as part of your thing, but also um, expand that out, then I know Susie would be happy to chat with you. So can you let people know the best way to get in touch with you? So if you go to my website at wellspiritedpr.co um, or you can find me on Instagram, which is just at wellspiritedpr. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, uh, I hope this added value to all of you. We'd love to hear from you about what you're taking away or what thoughts you have around maybe a mindset shift that, you know, that was um, happening for you during this or, or any sort of outer thing. I think it would be helpful to have you on the show again, Susie. Maybe we can talk about how to le- leverage some of those uh, media assets too, right? Like, so you landed some. So you landed some PR. Now what? Kind of a vibe, right? Where uh, we make make the most of that. So thank you for being here. I so appreciate you, and I appreciate who you be in the world. And thanks to all of you for being here. We will see you again next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you again next episode.